Hello everybody and welcome to episode 6 of SNB Wrestling. We are back. It's been a little while. We're slightly late this week, but hey, can you blame us? It's been a long week or so of wrestling. Yeah, a lot of wrestling. But Cody, what are we talking about today? AEW Dynamite. AEW Dynamite. Oh my God! They need Jr. back on commentary. <laughs> no, you know they, they do need? not. Okay, no, 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 no. You know who they really need on commentary? Nigel McGuinness. I'm sure we will get there. Why, I mean, why was he? He should be commentator every show every week. You know what, oh, bro? Dream commentary lineup, Taz, <laughs> Nigel, Taz, Nigel, JR. Like, that is <laughs> that is the lineup they need. They need to do that, and then all the money will be rolling in. It'll make that's, the show five times better. That's peak commentary right there. It, it really is star-studded group. But anyways, since we were a little late this week, we are going to be reviewing Dynamite from last week as well. As from this week. So. Yeah. Without further ado. Let's get started with last week's episode of AEW Dynamite. The first thing I want to say is. The production on this show looked amazing. The ring looked great. The lighting looked great. It just. The it, goddamn it, ropes. I'm so glad they have actual like different colored ropes now. Yeah. I think we. I think it was on last episode but we forgot to talk about it um but no, no i think no. i think we did but now they they chose to keep it i don't th- i don't remember us talking about it though i don't know but it looks great i love the different colored ropes and uh they now have like a AEW logo in like the middle of the ring or whatever i think that has a good feel to it and yeah just this new production this year has been great new look to dynamite's been awesome so they've really needed it yeah, everything has been great. The stage, the lighting, as I mentioned, everything has been yeah. coming together very nicely. So, definitely. The first match from last week was Jungle Boy versus Matt Hardy. Now, we did see Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara watching from backstage, which we will talk about that whole feud going on with MJF later in this episode. For Should this we, week's we? edition. Yeah. We're not there yet, Sam. I Thank know you're God excited. We are. I know you're excited. I'm not excited. For some fucking reason. Okay, let's just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. I'm not excited because it's not Omos Mania. Oh, that's a different episode. <laughs> yeah, it is. But here we go. So, this was not a bad match at all, I don't think. just It was just a weak story. There wasn't much story behind this match. To be honest with you, uh, I don't remember, like, anything from this episode. So, <laughs> I'll just blindly agree. Actually, the cage match rating for this match, 5.39. So. Out of 10? Out of 10. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it was a pretty mid-match. I would say out of 10, maybe a 6. Okay, okay. So not too far off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a bad match by any means. It just wasn't great, and there wasn't a story behind it necessarily. So, mm -hmm. but anyways, this match had me thinking, what is going on with Jeff Hardy? Because if Jeff's not coming back, what is Don't Matt? What is Don't Matt gonna do? I'm just saying, if he's not coming back, what is Matt gonna do? Like to retire? Oh, uh, I think. <laughs> Matt's gonna retire slowly and suddenly, you know? Like, Matt has nothing to do, and I have no desire to see Matt Hardy in any, like, bigger light. So I, I like, I don't know, one of these days he should just take a producer role and just kind of mm -hmm. stop wrestling. I don't know. I maybe if know, it like... was, maybe if it was like 2016 Matt Hardy, for sure, I'd love to see him get a singles run, but. Right now, no. Definitely I have not. no desire. I have no desire to see Matt Hardy right now, and especially I have no desire to see Jeff Hardy. So, what about the dance? Oh do, my God! Do, 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 Dancing his way do, to like do, do, do. drinking and driving again. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's move on from this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're not. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so Hook comes out to attack Ethan Page during the match, which we will talk about later on tonight as well. Uh, MJF comes out after the match, after Jungle Boy picks up the victory. I'm really liking MJF as world champion more and more because early yes. on, yes, I yes, think yes. I did not really like MJF as world champion for a while because I just felt Why? like it was so overdue. It was just too overdue. That made you not like it? Yeah. How? I mean, like, think about tonight. FTR winning the belts. I mean, mm -hmm. it, like, great, but the tag division is dead, and it's it's a year yeah. overdue. They should have won it a year ago today. Yeah. Well, we'll get to the FTR thing. We'll we will. get to that. We will. But anyways, um, MJF with an absolutely amazing line. You'll remember this. Uh, trying to diss Jungle Boy after the match mentions Marco stunted growth. Yes, <laughs> yeah. The cornet line. Oh, MJF. His promo here was great. Yeah, MJF has just been killer as champ. He's he always brings his A game and has just been phenomenal. That was a certified cult of meat with extra cheese moment. <laughs> cult. The cow must die. <laughs> Oh. But anyways, it was a pretty good back-and-forth promo between Jungle Boy and MJF, but let's move on. But see... one thing... Okay. Oh, go ahead, go one, ahead. One thing the promo did show, though, was this, like, how good MJF is, because you're contrasted with, like, Jungle Boy's mid-promo ability. Mm -hmm. Like, he was kind of holding his own here, but it just really shows how good MJF is. Because Jungle Boy is not anything special on the mic. So it just, it really, like, I don't know. It really just, like, showed that to me. Yeah, in for sure. But, like, Jungle Boy is just, like, far from MJF's level. Yeah, and I remember it's you mentioning that before. I think it was last week or two weeks ago, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So now let's talk about a little bit the Jericho Appreciation Society tries to get tried to get the acclaimed to join sides with them which 
I think we'll talk about a little later on as well. But this was a pretty funny segment. I mean, they took them, or they take them to the hockey game, to a Ferris wheel, I think. Bro, I don't remember. I just like the last <laughs> thing, the last thing the acclaim needs to be doing right now is getting sucked into the JAS vortex. Like they don't need that. <laughs> is like, that what we're calling is, it now? Yeah, that's what we're calling the JAS vortex. Like, let alone the Jericho vortex. No, well, like Jericho wasn't even in this segment. It was I like know, but it's JAS. It's JAS. So, ugh, ugh. So, it's time for everybody's favorite segment of the week, the randomly booked Tony Khan match. (laughs) Dalton Castle and the boys versus the Blackpool Combat Club. That went about a whole minute. (laughs) Why was this? I mean, at this point, I don't... I mean, I guess the only reason to maybe... To do these like really short uh squash matches is like maybe to get the team's like record up or something, but mainly it was for that promo in the end. But, yeah. I mean, wait, they did, I don't even think they did a promo in the end. I bro. Yeah, they it's... didn't. They didn't even do a promo this time. So the Blackpool Combat Club attack the boys in Dalton Castle during their entrance. I don't know why this match is happening for sure. So Combat Club they win quick, completely worthless match, and then they just leave through the crowd. That was it. Yeah. No promo. Like, is that too surprising though? Like I don't really expect too much more. I mean, I kind of thought we'd see something from them, but I guess that's kind of foreshadowing to later in that episode. Yeah, you like you saw them more later in the night, so. Mhm. Mhm. So. Then we cut backstage once again, Don Callis trying to apologize to Hangman Page. And here comes the Blackpool Combat Club attacking uh, Hangman and Don Callis. Callis apparently got a uh, shoot busted open hard away. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Which, for some reason, this segment made me think, what if Don Callis... Like kayfabe is gonna be with the Blackpool Combat Club. No, because listen, if he's no. branching, if, if if eventually he branches away from the no. elite, because we know we know how Don Callis is no. trying to keep Kenny away from no. the rest of the elite. So, what if this was all a setup? Nobody's gonna see it coming because he got attacked. What if Don Callis is the new manager for the Blackpool Combat Club? I, I'm not going to give that comment. With, I'm like, not saying I want to see it. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Uh, well, I I don't care. Like, Blackpool Combat Club doesn't excite me. Don Callis, good talent, but he's been with Kenny too long. That doesn't excite me. It's just like, I don't care. It, blah. Nah. Nah. Nah, it's just gonna be another pointless swerve. Like I mean, that, if that adding, happens, it's adding that... to that story. That's gonna be blood and guts. <laughs> no, well, okay. Let's like at least 
Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite is better than Blackpool Combat Club versus Dark Order for Blood and Guts. Like, mm-hmm. I guess it's better. I guess. Oh, that's um really? <laughs> that's a lot better. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. Come on. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they kept up that feud for freaking Wembley. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to keep it for that long. I hope not. I hope not. But we'll, we'll also touch on that. Yeah, we will. But anyways, Kenny Omega versus Jeff Cobb. Dude, when Kenny came out to his freaking New Japan oh. song, <laughs> Devil Sky, dude, I popped huge. I was like, no way. And this, <laughs> this is making me think they're really pushing for the return of the cleaner, the best bout machine, Kenny Omega. Well, as they should, because it's like the most entertaining version of Kenny. Mm-hmm. Like, it's better than what he's been doing in the past, um, like, year or whatever with the Elite. Because it's not, like, Kenny's just been with the group. He's not actually been, like, an actual, like, singles talent. So, mm-hmm. like, more shine on Kenny. I don't know. I just prefer that to the just, I don't know, him being in the group, I guess. No, for sure. I get that. I get that. I mean, you know, six-star wrestler right there. I don't know about six-star. <laughs> FTR's got him beat with seven stars, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, watching this match, Jeff Cobb versus Kenny Omega for the IWGP US Championship. First off, Jeff Cobb is so athletic, dude. I mean, the dude yeah, is a... man, a, his size. I know, he's a, he, he's a heavy set dude. And he's doing standing moonsaults. Awesome. So it was a nice back and forth match. Cobb got a lot of nice offense in. Overall, it was a pretty great match, I'd have to say. And after the match, once again, here come the Blackpool Combat Club. Oh my god. Guys, this is bad. This it's is very, so very bad. bad. They're circling so Omega. Taz, get in there and save him. It's Taz. It's Taz. But anyways. Um, Blackpool Combat Club, Moxley, Yuta, and Claudio surround Omega. Out of nowhere, Brian Danielson comes out. This was a shocker to see. Oh. He's telling the Combat Club to, like, hey guys, back off Omega. Then Danielson hits Omega from behind with the Busako knee. Please, this better lead. Sometime, somewhere, just run it back, Danielson Omega. After seeing this, that's what I wanted. Just run it back because their first match, classic, phenomenal match. And One that's rare. That's super rare coming from you. Very rare coming from me. I love that match. So run it back, maybe even at Wembley, but we'll we'll get to that. Hey, that'd be a good main. Now, ooh. Would you main it? Maybe Would opener. Be... Maybe opener again. Because didn't that open? Um, um, it did slam. open Grand Slam. Yeah. Yeah. It's so a good opener. If you okay. Now I know we're jumping the gun with this talk, but like, if you have that as an opener, then like, what would what would like who would be left for main? Because Brian and Omega are like two of the biggest guys AEW has. All I have to say, 
is look in my eyes. What do you see? Yeah, bring back punk. Please bring back we punk. are I, going I to get to it. that we are going I, to get i have yeah. i have so many propositions for that show in the <laughs> yeah, i highly doubt they're gonna bring him back though like after all the twitter drama unless it's a huge work but that's what i'm saying i said this before very well yeah. could be mm-hmm. only time will tell that's right but, that's know. right so okay, let's, let's get back to dynamite. Yeah, let's talk about Orange yeah. Cassidy versus the <sighs> Butcher. Mega sleep. Oh my god. So the first thing I wrote down is remember when the Butcher and Blade first came in and they were like MJF's like bodyguards kinda? Like hitmen. Kind of. Yeah. If they kept them built up like that, they could have been a great team. Could have could have, but Tony once again fumbling the bag. Yep, yep. Not the first time, not the last. Will never be the last. It's one of Tony's favorite things to do: fumble. But you know, <laughs> it's the only thing he knows to do. <laughs> it's his only booking strategy. <laughs> so. It's his only effective move. Not in it's a good not way. effective though. It's not effective. Not in a good way. Oh my god. So, Butcher and Blade both attack Orange Cassidy before the bell. Blade gets ejected right away. Butcher connects with some really nice moves throughout the match. And then Blade comes back out, hits Orange Cassidy with a crowbar. Let me say that again. A crowbar, which if you hit someone with, they could very well be dead or close to dead. Oh and my guess God. what? Guess what, Cody? Guess what? He kicked out at one. He kicks out. Not at one, but he kicks out. <laughs> I think uh... at this point, there's nothing more to say about this match. We should just move on. Besides, the match itself was kind of solid, and Butcher can really go. He can go, dude. Yeah, he's just being wasted. Mm-hmm. But, you know. But now, you know what time it is. What what time is this, Sam? You know it's all about the bone. No, we're not there yet. Yes, we are. You for, Did you not write anything down about the women's match? I can literally send you a screenshot. I did not. <laughs> I literally did not. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I can't even Ruby tell still you. Hovers Willow, Willow Nightingale. I think I went to the bathroom. <laughs> you, bro, you went to the bathroom for nine minutes and six seconds. <laughs> oh, it was the it was the fourth longest match on the show. No, that's so funny. <laughs> Being completely honest, if you did not just tell me what match happened last week, I would not have remembered it at all. Oh, my God. <laughs> now that you say it, I remember, but I don't remember the match itself. I just remember it happening. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. 
Okay. Well, I don't think we have anything to say about that match. Um. Yeah, that's why I have no notes. Nice one, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. Main event: Adam Cole, his return. Danny Garcia. Adam Boom. Cole. Won. Woohoo! Big first return thing, match. First thing I wrote down: Adam Cole needs a physique. Yes. Yes. Remember, I remember I said. How cool would it be? How epic would it be if Adam if Cole returned back. and it was just freaking ripped? But didn't I tell you that wasn't gonna happen? Yeah. Yeah. Cause he he was on like up up down down the entire time or whatever. He oh was dude, it was, was doing so, video games. It was so sad seeing him like that. It just it, I don't know about sad, because I like I was expecting it. I mean, yeah. He's a main event guy, dude. He needs to look better than that. Like, I'm not saying he needs to be Kenny Omega like physique. Okay. <laughs> I was, okay. That's a way to go. But I'm saying, I mean, MJF has a way better physique than him. The Young Bucks yeah. have a you better physique You can tell than MJF him. has been putting in work to his physique, especially lately. Like, especially for the Ironman match. I am an avid MJF follower on the Instagram, so I can see him putting in work, but you can tell. <laughs> Yeah, you save those for later. Oh, yeah. Every post, gotta hit the bookmark. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. For motivation, that 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. Motivations. Who's gonna carry the boats? The logs. Who's gonna carry the logs? <laughs> MJF. MJF. Well, he is right now. He is carrying the company. He yeah. really is. He really is carrying the company. I, I we'll get to, we'll get to it. But MJF is like the only thing I care about. So, well, let's okay. get to this. Let's get to this match because it definitely was not anything special. Cole had a couple botches. Um, uh, the the I th- I told I think I told you this. Um, Daniel Garcia goes for a back suplex on Cole. Cole was supposed to land on his feet, but he's not able to. Right at literally the second after he messes up and he doesn't land it, Shivani goes, guys, we haven't seen much ring rust out of Adam Cole. I don't think any yet. Uh, (laughs) He literally just couldn't land on his feet. Uh, Yeah, great timing by Shivani. What a great commentator. He just wants to get in with Brett. That's why I said that. Uh, but yeah, overall, it wasn't a bad match. It wasn't a great match. It was an all right match. It was a match. It was a match. Mm-hmm. So, Britt Baker comes out after the match to celebrate with Adam Cole. And then, do I have to say it? Nope. You really don't have to. What did I say? Uh, Here comes Chris Jericho. Adam Cole getting swept up in the Jericho vortex. Uh, uh, what did I say? I already <laughs> called this last week, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I said last week we we're about to get a program between Adam Cole and Jericho. So, yes, there we go then. Off to uh, a great start for Adam Cole's return. Uh, I, 
I've been moaning and groaning for the past 30 seconds. That's all I really need to say. That's all I really need to say. It's, Cole can do so much better. Oh, dude. I mean, we saw what him and Hangman could do. We've seen Cole carry NXT on his back for the longest time. And now JAS Vortex? Yeah, no. <sighs> not the way to go. Definitely not the way to go. Well, before we get stuck in the JAS Vortex, Cody... <laughs> Do you want to take us away on the, what is it, April 5th edition of Dynamite? April 5th edition, yes. I will be edition. leading this, yes. Um, April 5th you will, edition. You will, in fact, be leading this because I took zero notes. Well, I took some notes. But let's kick it off. April 5th edition, AEW Dynamite. Right? Show opens, big fireworks. And you can see someone already in the ring. But I like at this point, I can't make it out. Ricky Starks music hits. It's Ricky Starks. And then the commentators are talking about it's gonna be Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson. Um Rock Yeah. Yeah, starting off the show. So I'm like, okay, cool. But it's weird that they didn't give Juice Juice Robinson an entrance. Like I'm already weirded out by that. Ricky Starks gets to the ring and then Bullet Club music hits. And Ricky Stark he turns to the entrance way, looking all confused. And there's shots of, like, Juice Robinson creeping up behind him. So I'm genuinely confused. Like, I think at this point, like, they were doing a thing where they were trying to, like, make it seem like Juice Robinson popped out of nowhere. Like, that's genuinely what I thought they were doing. (laughs) Like, I was so confused because I saw him in the ring, but he wasn't really a focus. And then the Bullet Club music hit. So I'm like, no way. They're just going to pretend that Juice Robinson wasn't there the entire time because Ricky Sykes definitely saw him. So I was like, what the fuck is this? And then Jay White runs down. Jay so, White so debuts I, I, in AEW. Well, all right. First of all, I don't think it was Bullet Club music. It might have been the intro, but I heard Jay White's song hit. I heard the freaking... Yeah, okay, well, they have I, the graphic. I, I heard the blade. I was like, no okay. way. Suck it, Vince. Suck it, Triple <laughs> Let's go. Well, if this was anything to go by, like, I don't think WWE's missing much. But I don't know. I just didn't really like this because Jay White runs down and then him and Juice beat up Starks. And the match doesn't happen. They just canceled the match. Cool. Not happening. And then after they beat up Starks, Juice and Robinson kind of just, like, dip out. And all of this happens and ends at, like, 8.04. Four minutes. <laughs> yeah. Minute I literally noticed this- that. I looked at the time. And I'm like, Dynamite isn't even five minutes in. Yeah. Jay White has just returned. Well, backtracking, so- backtracking a little bit. Hold on. <sighs> You said Jay White's debut. He was on Forbidden Door and he was on a rampage. Okay, I just don't saying. Care. Just saying. I don't care. Just I saying. don't. He he was signed, so just now saying. he's all elite. I don't. I don't care. This was so rushed. This was so weird. I wasn't into it. I was confused. It was weird. It was but very strange. It's cool. it's cool to see him in AW, I guess. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And then right after that, cut to the commentators, and then we get a video package about Adam Cole, and which transitions into a goddamn Jericho promo <laughs> backstage. Jericho was talking about Adam Cole or whatever. But guess who interrupts Jericho? Not Adam Cole, 
But Keith Lee interrupts Jericho. I'm assuming setting up a dynamite match next week in Milwaukee. Whoa, That's intriguing. Chris Jericho. Or <laughs> he looks like Santa Claus now. No, he looks like old man Fish. That picture of Bobby Fish. <laughs> you know exactly You're what I'm so talking right. about. You're so right. <laughs> oh my god. Make that a short so the people can see. Oh my god. What's up with these NXT guys, man? <laughs> his old head. I mean he's not even I don't even think Keith Lee's 40 yet. Yeah. I don't know, maybe he died it. Why would he die gray? Maybe Tony Khan's stressing him out. <laughs> maybe maybe him. Vince took over. <laughs> oh god. Like, I don't know. But this is like we haven't seen Keith Lee really on TV in a while. So at least he's doing something. This is intriguing. It's better than Adam Cole getting wrapped up into this, I guess. But it's Jericho. Like, come on. I'm sorry to cut you off like that, but dude, I feel like the AEW had their time to get Keith Lee over. Don't get me wrong. They they did not. They did not. Don't get me wrong. I kind of liked Bourbon Our Glory. But it ended up being an entire waste, though. It did end up being a dud. Yeah. The beginning was great. I thought it was great. I thought it was really cool when they beat the Young Bucks for the belt. I was like, did not see that coming, but I'm here for it. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, just watching Keith Lee now, I feel like he's kind of lost it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. He just doesn't seem like... He doesn't seem as agile as he used to be. He's kind of mm-hmm. slowed down. Yeah. Guess we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely dropped the ball. But after that happened, we get in a House of Black entrance and then commercial break. But after the commercial break, uh, Sue drives down, drives their best friends it's down. Sue! Yeah. That got a nice pop. But Prince I don't really care Mother. for it. Yeah. And then we got House of Black vs. Best Friends, which and Orange Cassidy. Which was a match. I like it's Orange listen, Cassidy. I listen, didn't listen. Care. As a regular, <clears throat> first of all, it didn't have much story to it. I don't know what Best Friends did to earn a shot. It I mean It was Tony Khan being like, Oh, this is a cool match. Well, I, f- I feel like it, I feel like if it was full on Tony Khan, it would have been an eliminator match. <laughs> Guys, next week he's being, ge- he being week, generous. Next no, week was- on AW Dynamite, oh, we'll be seeing a title eliminator match. No, he he was like, okay, this is how we make this week's Dynamite a big one. We make it a title. <laughs> match. Yeah, that, that that'll bring in viewers. No, it didn't, because it's goddamn House of Black and Orange Cassidy. It was it not, did... honestly, it was not a bad match. But it also wasn't a good match. I would say it wasn't anything special, but I was pretty happy with it. Nah, nah. And one thing that I really appreciate is Buddy Matthews hitting the stomp, and nobody broke it up. Chuck Taylor did not kick out. Thank you. Nice finish. Wrap it up. Put an over the move. 
Because you know any other AW match. Kick out I won. Or a breakup. I thought Orange was going to sweep in and break it up. Yeah. But, no, good job putting over over the move. So, yeah. Um, After that, we got a little vignette with Christian Cage and the return of Luchasaurus. Mm -hmm. So, that's going to be interesting seeing where that whole thing goes. I could definitely see it if it, if we do, which I bet we will, be Jungle Boy versus MJF. I could definitely see them costing Jungle Boy the title. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. I like. I wouldn't be a big fan of that being the finish to the match, though, especially because we just got out of Jungle Boy Christian. I don't think we should be going back into that feud again. Yeah, I'd like to see what else there is for. Jungle Boy, or uh, excuse me, Christian and Luchasaurus. Like please, who else? Who else they, who, who would be, be next? Yeah. And I do like the duo, the pairing of Christian Cage versus Luchasaurus. I me think too. Me too. It's a good pairing. So seeing them with fresh new faces is going to be way better than just going back with Jungle Boy. So I don't think they should do that at all. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So that's intriguing. Uh, it was like a little vignette. So there's still a lot to be seen, but. After that, we got Riho versus Jamie Hayter. Which was actually a pretty good match. Yeah, it was solid. It was solid. Like, <clears throat> besides the fact that Jamie Hayter would absolutely wreck Riho if this was like a UFC fight. But, <laughs> I mean, anybody would. Yeah, but besides that, it was a solid match. It was pretty fun. The crowd was into it, so. Yeah, and I, I was entertained with watching this one. Uh, the, only, <clears throat> the only thing I didn't like was in the beginning of the match, Jamie Hayter just kept going for the freaking lariat. It's like, dude, like, yeah. I get it maybe once and she ducks it, and then she hit like four shoulder tackles in a row. It's like, oh, that, yeah, that was. <laughs> if that really happened, like, I think. Shoulder Rio, tackle, shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle. If, if we're talking a shoot fight, a shoot wrestling match, or. <laughs> Let's talk kayfabe. Ooh. If <laughs> if you don't you hear that hit, word, much I would I I would I would think you would see a shoulder tackle coming after three, if not two, <laughs> if not one shoulder tackle. No, but the shoulder tackle is frazzled Riho, so she didn't know what's going on. You know. Moving on. Okay. Yeah. After that match, we got a what? I don't even know if they have a group name, but it was Soraya's little group. They had a the backstage outcast, promo. The outcast. Yeah, and the only thing I remember from this promo was when it ended and Soraya was like, buy the t-shirt. That is the only thing I remember from this uh, promo. So nothing happened, probably. But after that, more JAS Vortex bullshit. Uh, 2.0 was out for a promo. And then a claim interrupt, which was nice. And then they did a little rap, which had a Man. cocaine bear bar. It had a cocaine bear bar. That was fucking incredible. Dude, dude. I love the acclaim. That was awesome. Cocaine bear, bro. That was sick. I was kind of upset they didn't say anything about like Vince's mustache. Oh, that would have been so funny. What was their last line? I forgot it, but it was good. Uh, I just remember the cocaine bear one because that was great. Uh, I, I think I think it was like Long Island stuff, and I just didn't catch. It was on solid to. though. 
But yeah. And the thing about this was though, 2.0 interrupt like the catchphrase or the scissoring or something, and then they announced Well, okay. One weird thing was I forget which 2.0 member, but one of them had a screwdriver. What? For some reason. Yeah, he was holding a screwdriver. Which what we're about to see later in the show is so fucking weird. But I remember the guy holding a screwdriver. I remember Brian <laughs> having it. Yeah, and someone in 2.0 had one during this segment, which is fucking oh, weird. Oh, was it, was it like the, not the guy with the square head? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's just his like hair comb. That's like his gimmick. Like, that wasn't always... a fucking comb. What? He's Am always I combing blind? back his freaking hair, dude. I'm telling you. Okay. Well, it's maybe like his I'm gimmick. blind. No, I I thought it was a screwdriver. I'm I might be right, but you know. You know, uh, you're never right, but let's move on. What the fuck? Well, yeah, <laughs> this <laughs> <laughs> This whole thing was made to just <laughs> This whole thing was basically just to set up a rampage match where Acclaim is going to team up with 2.0. And that'll that'll be a rampage match. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> Sam, can you give me a little drum roll, please? <sighs> and every time it rains, it rains. Panties from heaven. Shooby dooby. Don't you know each cloud contains pennies from heaven? Shooby dooby, you'll find your fortune falling all over town. Ta- oh, bro, this, this, oh, this next segment was MJF Day, and this genuinely might be one of the best AEW segments of all time. And I am so dead ass saying that. This was genuinely incredible. MJF is one of the, is the best. Okay. One of the best talents AEW has ever seen in its entire, like, run, span. MJF was so fucking good here. This was incredible. This was great. We were in Long Island for the show. MJF is a fucking mega star here. And he played that up. Uh, there was a little, there was a jazz band there, which was incredible. And they give MJF an intro and it was like a fucking talk show. He looked like a goddamn Hollywood star. He came out to a goddamn huge pop. And then he started doing fucking pennies from heaven. And it was incredible. He was doing a musical number. And it was great. It was so much better than when he did it with Jericho. Because now here, we had Long what? Island. It was so much better than the Jericho one. I loved here... MJF and Jericho so much, dude. <clears throat> but th- this was better. I think this was better. Because you, had the long, you had the Long Island setting. You had a crowd. You had an environment. And it was a segment. It was just like... It, it was a better like place and environment to do something like that rather than how they did it just like randomly in a dynamite. This had like a purpose. He was in Long Island. He was doing this big whole shabeel. It was MJF day. It, it was great. It was so great. I loved it. MJF was spot on. It's not that it's not that I don't it's not that I didn't like it. It's that I don't know if I liked it. 
It was I instantly I was having a ball uh, watching this. I, I it loved funny it for a little bit, and then I was like, okay, what am I watching? No. And then MJF starts down to the ring, and then there was some like local politician or some like some Long Island guy that the crowd just booed and <laughs> yeah, so that's if they funny. would bring it that's was a... so funny. I would think that's if they brought like Glenn Jacobs in or something. <laughs> yeah. Then weren't they chanting lower taxes at him or something? Oh, was that what they were saying? I couldn't I, I couldn't make I, it out was, what they were saying. saying something like that, but it was so funny and he was like he <laughs> he he cut this huge promo and he ended it off like by yelling MJF and it was so great. He was had like inflections in his voice. It was phenomenal. Taz had a great line of oh he has a great future as a heel manager that was incredible oh but he did this whole promo for mjf gave him the key to the town or whatever it was and then he uh like he kept getting booed and that was great and then he left leaves the ring and mjf's like what's up y'all and he cuts this amazing promo about like having add and the crowd's chanting add chanting add yeah that was incredible <laughs> that was so oh great. It was incredible. And then MJF starts cutting this promo about this bitch ass teacher he had called Miss Benedict. Fuck Miss Benedict. We love MJF. <laughs> Fuck that hoe. Holy shit. What a fucking scumbag this teacher was. He was cutting this promo about how this teacher made him like, <clears throat> like she made him answer a question every day. And every day he didn't know the question. And she was like, students. Don't be like MJF. And she's some bitch-ass hoe who does not deserve a job. Fuck her. MJF fucking all day. So, yeah. It was great promo. MJF fucking star. He was working. He was on that mic. Phenomenal stuff. And afterwards, he struts back up. And he's like, he's about to do an encore. And then this... Random fucking dumbass musician who's probably never read sheet music in his life fucking takes a cymbal right behind MJF and splashes it, interrupting the fucking goat. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And I was trying to make out which of the four pillars it was, and I genuinely could not tell it was Jungle Boy. I thought it was because... Darby. I was like, oh, Darby. Okay. No, it was way too tall. It was way too tall. <laughs> That's true. It was so tall to be Darby. And I don't think it was Sammy. And I was like, it can't. I thought it was just a random guy because I was like, no, it's Jungle Boy. And then it turned out to be Jungle Boy because he, it, I don't know. <clears throat> but yeah, turned out to be Jungle Boy. Then Jungle Boy attacked MJF to amazing boos. And then MJF got on top, amazing cheers, pull apart brawl. And yeah, that was dope. And in the middle of the pull apart brawl, here comes Sammy Guevara. And he just holds up the title and then walks down to his match. But. This MJF segment was fucking incredible. This was so great. MJF is the best thing AEW has for them. This was like the only thing I like cared about in this show other than FTR winning, but we'll get to that. This like this was like the only intriguing and caring thing that AEW has had in like a minute. Yeah, MJF's really caring this company in my opinion. Like this was so great. Once again, not that I didn't like it. It's that I don't know if I liked it. Well, once they watch, once they post the YouTube clip again, watch it. But it's every be our time new it intro, rains, it rings. It. 
Panties from heaven. Shooby dooby. Yeah, that's the crowd. Song. The crowd was singing the shooby dooby part, bro. That was fucking amazing. Oh, this is so great. Segment of the year, maybe. I don't know. I mean, not much competition. Yeah, a fair point. Okay, but after that, like I said, Sammy Guevara walked down to the ring for his match with Commander or Commander something. I think I it's just Commander. I think it's just yeah. Commander. I don't know. Excalibur was saying something else. I oh, think. he but... says everything freaking weird, dude. <laughs> but yeah, this match, it was like, it was like the guys had a fucking spin a wheel. I, I, I think his name moves. is Commander Tez. Brother, <laughs> it says Commander on it, brother. <laughs> but this match was literally like the guys had to pick their spots from like a fucking spinning wheel. Yeah, had like it was like certain moves they could only do, and it was just like fucking video. Dude. It was like it was like when you pick up a two K game for the first time and you're still learning the move set and you're just doing the same shit over and yeah. over. Yeah, that was moves, this. Match. And the only moves you know how to do is a shooting star press and walk the ropes. So the thing with the yeah, this thing with this match though, Commander has a um like signature spot where he's on the other side of the ring to where the person oh, is. Oh, signature? That's, 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 a, that's a little light. You mean the only move he does? <laughs> so, yeah, he does this spot. But the thing is, the first time he does it in this match, he walks the ropes and then doesn't do the flip and just does a, like, a... He just kind of, fl- like, flops off the he rope. And then Sammy catches him with a knee. Why? If you're going to do that move, why didn't you do the flip? There's no good reason he didn't do the flip. And it just seems so choreographed and just yep. dumb. Yep. Like, why did he just splash? Like, oh, Sammy has to hit the knee. But, like, why wouldn't you do the flip? It was just so dumb. It was a, a truly horrible spot, I think. Let's talk about the shooting star presses. Bring back Lesnar doing it. <laughs> no. <laughs> they, he should have did one. He should have done one on Omos at Mania. Imagine yeah, Omos should have done, Omos. Omos oh, done a reverse Frankensteiner on him. <laughs> Imagine Dragon Holy Rana. Shit. Holy <laughs> shit! Imagine Omos doing a Frankenstein, a poison Rana. Holy fuck! Oh, sorry, Excalibur. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I had to pull out the fucking PWG. Yeah, comedy. I was about to say you've been watching too much PWG lately. I haven't watched PWG in a minute, okay? I haven't watched PWG in like two years. Well, you seem to be living a prosperous life. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Okay, but yeah, this match was high-flying garbage, if you can put it like that. I think Commander at least attempted... Three or four shooting stars throughout this match. Pick a different move. Yeah, he just kept going for the same thing. No variety. Literally at least three. There were at least three throughout this match. It was more than three. I'm sure it was more than three. And it was the same freaking tightrope shooting star. Yeah, the first time he hit it, I was like, whoa, that was really cool. 
does it Even again. Ta- I, I think I think yeah. Sammy moved, and then he went for for a yeah. third time, and he got the knees up. It's like, dude, stop hitting the same freaking move. Even Taz was like, he's going to the ropes too much, and then he like went after he said that he fucking Sammy got the knees up, and he landed on the knees, and Taz was like, well, there you go. Like <laughs> maybe Taz is just scared of heights. <laughs> yeah, let's watch back ECW to prove that point, brother. I don't jump, but I jump from high places, brother. Uh, brother, it stinks. Brother, it stinks. I'm tall as this the top match. turnbuckle pad, brother. Yeah. <laughs> this match stunk, but Darby Allen was watching from the rafters, mm. setting up more pillar stuff. But Sammy won after I don't even remember what happened. But yeah, Sammy won and then cut a promo afterwards talking about how MJF's a bitch ass. I don't know. He, he The promo was solid enough, I guess. I didn't care for it. It wasn't bad enough for us to remember that. Yeah. But it wasn't yeah. good enough for us to remember that. Exactly. So, you know what? Match was bad. Promo, eh. But after Match that. Match was horrible, dude. Cornette probably went into Earl Hebner cardiac arrest. I don't think it was bad enough for, like, Cornette to go into all of that. He probably thought he was having flashbacks with how many times they were doing the same move over and oh, over. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's definitely going to say something about that. But after that Watch match... that be his exact oh, line okay. now? Which one? I thought I was having flashbacks because how many dang times they did the same move over and over. I don't. I don't think... I don't think I've heard him say that. So that's what I'm we'll saying. See. He's about to steal my line. Oh no, we got to fucking at least at least at least sing "Cold Meat with, with Extra copyright. Cheese" if you do it. Cold Meat with Extra, extra Cheese. But after that fucking shit show, we got Hook versus Ethan Page in oh, yeah. a match. In a match that went two minutes. Uh uh-uh. uh. Backtrack in a match. Huh. A match. Oh, this, yeah, yeah, this was not a match. So, we see Matt Hardy takes away the <sighs> FTW belt from Ethan Page. <laughs> Ethan Page tried to use it. Matt Hardy not going to allow it. Or didn't he hit Ethan Page with it, too? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I think Something he did. happened with Math, so, Math Hardy. Something happened with Matt Hardy. Math Hardy? That's he... the other brother. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right. Uh, <laughs> Just see the writing on the wall. Well, the only writing Jeff Hardy's gonna be seeing is the legal documents, but <laughs> you know. Seen plenty. Uh, that, that's to put it lightly, but you know, moving on. Yeah, this hook wins. Attains the title. And they're having a okay. rematch on Rampage. You're fucking joking. No. Oh. <laughs> they showed it at the bottom of the screen, lower third. God, why? There's no point. And you know this one's going to go like nine and, minutes. And guess what? They put Matt Hardy in <clears throat> Ethan Page's corner again. It's like, dude, he just turned on what him. What the fuck? That makes no sense. You know what match they announced for Battle of the Belts? This is off topic, but it was they they it, put a lot of random ones. I remember they 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 have Lucha Bros versus Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. I was gonna bring that up. Lucha Bros uh versus QT Marshall and Powerhouse Hops for the <laughs> ROH tag belts. 
Oh my god. It's, it's the first defense the Lucha Bros are given to those belts, and it's the fucking QTTV. Oh my god. Man, they should have just retired the ROH tag belts for good. Just let the Briscoes have it for life, man. <sighs> Lucha Bros are about to devalue the belts. They already have, because now they're fighting fucking QTV on Battle of the Belts. And then they got, I think, Jade Cargill versus Billy Starks. Yeah. And then there was another one that I think we just thrown together. I can't remember. I don't want to yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Hook retains, no shock. They need to do something more with Hook, something different at least. Because I mean, what the fuck are they doing? They're just doing the same shit, and he's not getting more over. He's just getting less over. They're I wouldn't doing say less. I would say he's just maintaining his popularity. Which is, like, bar none. It's anymore. not a bad thing, but it's not a good thing. They really need to do something different. Because remember how fucking over he was? Yeah, oh, now he it's was just, crazy. Now he's just another guy. And it sucks. It really sucks to see. Because I remember being on the hook hype train so hard. So hard. And now it's just fucking nothing. Uh, Yeah, moving on. Well, first, first, I think... I think they could do something with Hook's winning streak. Saying, like, hey, Hook has the best men's... See record. how they're doing the see like look at Jade Cardo. See what they're doing with her. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. Still, that's what I'm saying. But, but but it's like no one cares about Jade Cardo. Listen, 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 listen. Streak. But if AEW really cares about the records like they say, wouldn't Hook get a world they title say shot? That anymore. I know. They it's useless. It was it was I think it was a super smart idea in the beginning. Because then they didn't have to do a seven-month build-up to a main event pay-per-view match, they could just mm-hmm. say, hey, he's number one ranked, let's go. And I was fine with that. The thing with the rankings, though, is, like, it's a lot of, like, planning about, like, if you want this person to be, like, number one ranked, then you're going to have to, like, do some fucking calculations about, okay. Yeah, you got to put him on dark every week. Yeah, so. Like, when Holton and Austin Gunn had the best streaks, they were, like, 56-0. Oh, fuck Yeah, no. Okay, but after Hook wins, oh boy, because we cut to the back and it's fucking Nigel McGuinness with Tony Khan and Nigel Nigel finally a part of AEW and shut up, Nigel. Nigel was there. He was fucking stuttered out. He looked competent. Tony Khan. Holy, holy fuck. So, Nigel introduces Tony Khan. He gives us, he's, he sounds good. He sounds like a competent human being. And he hands it off to Tony Khan. And literally, bro, Tony Khan, this entire fucking promo, he was bug-eyed. It didn't look like he blew. I know, he was reading off of a script. He was reading off a script. So much to the point that Nigel McGinnis hands it off to Tony Khan. And Tony Khan goes, Thank you, Nigel McGinnis. It's so great to have you here. And literally, he does not look at Nigel. He literally did not look at Nigel. He Dude. was bug-eyed, 
looking at the camera. He never turned to Nigel as he was talking to him. Dude, it was Tony fucking Khan, hilarious. Khan. It was crazy. It was crazy. Tony Khan is a freaking NPC, dude. Yeah, yeah. It was Nigel, so funny. Nigel, Nigel, oh, Nigel is gonna be—he's Nigel's gonna be the Pat Patterson to Tony Khan, yeah. perfect man. Yeah, it was so funny though because Nigel was acting like an actual human being. He was looking at Tony Khan. He was like acting like a person, and then Tony Khan is just like, "It's so great to have you here, Nigel." As he's bug-eyed, looking <laughs> directly into the camera. It was you mean fucking... the script? Looking at the script. Yeah. They probably yeah, wrote the down. They probably prompter. wrote down exactly what he said. It's it's great to have you here, Nigel. And the yeah, they wrote it with a fucking AI because he says the same sentence every. <laughs> they use Chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> Chat GPT for the oh GPT. My. I said GPA. <laughs> That's why I have a low one. But let's move on. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Tony Khan brings out Adam Cole for some reason to announce. Yeah, that. he was like, he was like somebody that has been. I, I don't remember uh, exactly what he said, but he was like something about British soil. Adam Cole, what? Adam, Adam like what the fuck? British? He's from yeah. like, Philly or something. It's crazy. But then it was announced that AEW's going to go to London, which is crazy enough. But the thing is. The London show is going to be the first ever AEW called All In event. So they have an All In in London in Wembley Arena. In Wembley Arena, which is crazy. Okay, I don't care. Hey, that's where Bret Hart and the British Bulldog tore it up. Well, we're about to see. Put some respect on it. So much worse than that one. All right, so first of all, very excited to see another all-in show. Yes. But I Especially guess that means... in London, in Wembley Stadium. So I yes, guess that means right. we won't be seeing an all-out. Oh, uh, I guess not. But Chicago this... is riding. Who, I don't care. This is so much better. All right. So, once this got announced, I was thinking, because first thing I did was search up Wembley Stadium capacity. It said mm-hmm. ninety thousand. Now that could be insane. Listen, imagine and, and, they and it could be ninety thousand even without floor seats because that could be saying like you know when they have a whole field laid out. Yeah. So AEW gets incredible ratings in the UK. Mm-hmm. I can see people flying out from wherever. I mean, this is going to be. Oh, yeah. This is going to be AEW's WrestleMania. It has to be. This has to for this show. They the like scale and scope of it all. It has to be their best book show they've ever done. It has to be their best card. Like Tony Khan has to bring out all the stops for this show, and I don't doubt he would because Tony Khan loves to make big matches, what like occasionally, but which has me thinking. First of all. Since it Punk is... back, please. All right, hold on. <laughs> we'll get there. It's... I know you're excited. I know you're excited, but hold on. I know. Uh, the go. So, if it's all in, they're probably gonna branch out like the original all in. How they had like all companies in one. I could see them having some dream matches, or at least Tony Khan dream matches on this show. Second, mm-hmm. if CM Punk is returning. This is it. 
Yeah. I think this we is, I think the place to be. Cuz I could not think of any other main event that could go on this show besides either CM Punk versus Kenny Omega or CMFTR versus the Elite. Either of those I would be more than happy with. Like either of those would be phenomenal. I'm still thinking like, it's a whole work. I hope out. because they need they need punk for a main event like this. They need it for the I don't know what else would main event. They're probably gonna pull MJF versus Moxley again. Bro, if Moxley main events this show, that is the fucking dumbest decision <laughs> they could ever do. It would be so uh... stupid. Genuinely like I don't it would be so fucking dumb. I mean, so what else would you say could be the main event? Definitely MJF and somebody if it's not Punk. Uh, if they did a good enough build to Brian Omega too, that could possibly be something. I think Omega uh, MJF could be good. Omega MJF, that yeah. Th- like that, yeah. that doesn't even sound yeah. real. That's how much of a dream match that could be. Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah, it's too... dummy. Yeah. yeah, dummy. Yeah, I'm not talking to you. I wasn't talking, talking to you. Me. I was talking to me. <laughs> dummy. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like MJF or Omega would be like two sections of AEW that like do not touch colliding, and it'd be I sick. I know that's why it could main event Wembley. I mean, but we're talking a stadium that's gonna hold money in the bank this year. We're talking a stadium mm-hmm. that held the British Bulldog versus Bret Hitman Hart, one of uh, the greatest. Is it? Wait, whoa! Is are they doing Money in the Bank Wembley Stadium? Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh yeah, no! In June, in June. No! Oh, this is another thing where Tony Khan's like, "Oh, let's stick it up to WWE." Like, oh my fucking god! I mean, hey, now that uh, we've seen, I think this is a perfect uh, time for him to announce this too. Now that you say that, I think it's very smart of him because we've seen how bad WWE has gotten in less than 24 hours after WrestleMania. So, yeah. you know, he's showing off that he can do a lot better. What do you mean a lot better? He's doing the same shit. I'm saying got if Vince, this is, this is totally off topic, but if Vince is running and booking... Money in the no bank, way. making his last minute changes, whatever. Then Tony Khan is going to put on a ten times better show. Yeah, but I, who do you think is going to sell more tickets? Now that's another thing because I think AEW gets better ratings than WWE in the UK. But WWE is still a bigger company than AEW. I I hope AEW sells more tickets, but I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I mean, WWE still the way bigger name. Yeah, honestly, I was, I was thinking earlier today. I think the biggest show AEW could pull off would be maybe forty thousand. But now that mm-hmm. they say this, I wasn't even thinking England. I was thinking United States. Yeah. I don't even know. We're, if it's they, so hard if to they tell. somehow sell out 90,000 seats, that would be fucking incredible. Oh, I don't think they'll sell out, but I think 
if if let's say let's say it is 90 let's say the number is 90 with all the floor seats probably take a little bit of seats off for the stage and whatnot let's say it's 90,000 if you have sure let's say we have CM Punk on the card and Kenny Omega let's say that or the elite versus um CMFTR if you have that main eventing in a 90,000 Asti Arena, and it is your first UK show. It's probably going to be the only UK show because they haven't said anything else. It would be smart if that's the only UK show because then everyone has to travel for that one big event. Yep, yep. And I, I can definitely see people traveling out of country from all over people, Europe. A lot of people would definitely be traveling out I'm of sure country. I'm sure Brock Lesnar guy will be there. I'm sure Oh, maybe. yeah. Green T-shirt guy. Yeah, maybe green shirt guy. I'll be there. We'll yeah. see. But, dude, I think if it's the right situation, if it's the right buildup, if it's the right card, if it's the right time and place, out of the ninety thousand, I could see them doing seventy. Yeah. This could possibly. This has the potential to be the biggest, like. I don't. What am I trying to say? This Either is way, it's going to be the biggest AEW event ever. So yeah. they have to it build has, it up like that. Yeah, and it has the potential to just be like the biggest thing AEW will ever do. Oh, like, I think so. Yeah, so they really need to just pull all their cards for this show, and yeah, like. This this has a so much potential. They they need to do so much with this show. Now like this if they do this show right, it could honestly get like I this is me being fucking generous saying this, but if this show <laughs> if they do it right, then maybe they could get to some level of momentum they had like uh Fall 2021, where like Punk, Adam Cole, Brian just came. You think they could get there with this show? You think they could get to that momentum? Because I think if they do their show right, maybe. AEW never had more momentum than when they first debuted. No, I think peak AEW is when Brian, Cole, and Punk came in. That like... (gasps) No, 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 that's no, no. that's my PK. When it was hot, when they were selling out every single arena, when they were hitting over a million viewers, when they were killing NXT in the ratings. Okay. That okay. was peak AEW. I highly disagree, but that's a, that that can be a debate for another day. Now we get back to dynamite. Uh, oh yeah, that was a. <laughs> I forgot we were still talking about dynamite. Um, after that, we got another Blackpool Combat Club squash. They did it with just a bunch of jobbers. No, yeah, names. local local guys. I think. Yeah, and afterwards, Brian comes out with a screwdriver and is cutting this big there's heel promo. Yeah, there's a screwdriver. But he's cutting this big heel promo. Oh my god, it's it's Hangman Page. I did not pop. I didn't care. And then Hangman gets fucking obliterated by the Blackpool Combat Club. And then Brian keeps talking about how, 
oh, you're an amateur. We're the only pro wrestlers. Like, it was this whole thing. And then they, like, stab out Hangman's eye or whatever. Like, they're doing weird eye shit now. Oh, he's going to show up with an eye patch next week. Like Moxley did uh, in your peak AEW era. Okay. And Action Andretti. And I'm sure they're uh, Julia Hart and Miro. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. Oh God! Yeah, it's... yeah. That was that right there. That was the, that was nearing the end of PKW. Moxley Jericho Revolution twenty twenty. But that, that that's a story for another day. As you were saying, I shit in wrestling. I don't like like. Yeah, no. You just can't do it well because you can't fake that. Like you can't. You can't. I don't know. It's just it's fucking. Yeah, you weird. can't you can't have an eye patch one week and then after getting stabbed out with a freaking screwdriver, yeah. then a couple. Oh, three your weeks eyes later, all fine. Like three, yeah, three weeks later. Oh, he's all right. It was a swear. Like it's so fucking stupid. And this was just I don't know. I don't care for the Blackpool Combat Club, so I didn't really care for this. Brian's solid on the mic. I just don't really give a damn about their whole. We're the only pro wrestler talk because it's just like <laughs> amateurs. Yeah, it's amateurs. Dumb. Well, amateurs. if you want to talk about some amateurs. amateurs, in our main event, we have fucking Gun Club versus <laughs> FTR, titles oh, versus career. Man. You want to talk about the entrance of the century? Many men, many, 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 many men. Wish death upon me, no, I won't cry no more. Look to the sky no more. I started laughing my ass off. It was pretty hit. funny with it being them. It, if was, it was if it was amazing. like I don't know if it was freaking Hook or something coming out to that song. It'd be super epic, like someone believable that we can actually get behind. Now this was great. Like it was so funny. Not the not the best entrance of the night though, because that had to go to MJF just walking on stage. But <laughs> this was fine too. In this match, FTR carried them to a good match, I thought. I know you said it was mid, but I enjoyed this match. I was just, I was invested. I was worried that they were going to do a fucking dumbass move and have the gun club beat FTR, but that ended up not happening. And FTR is back as your AEW tag team champions. Let's go. Finally. I liked very few spots in this match. When it was over, I was glad it was over. Hopefully that's it for the guns and FTR. I'm hoping and praying. It should be. It really oh, should be. It was not a good match. I hate I it. enjoyed it. I thought I it think... was fun. I just I enjoyed FTR's intensity. I'm glad to see FTR back. They're just so good in the ring, and it's so good to see that level of just like intelligence <sighs> in a ring again. Yeah, I loved seeing FTR back, but dude. The guns do not have it. They're not there yet. They cannot hang with these guys, and we saw that. It just, it was, it just looked strange. They're definitely not on FTR level, but no. It looked, it looked strange seeing them in there with them. Like, like they, they, it, it, they weren't like, it's, let me rephrase. But it's, hey, it's, it's, it's over on, now. Man. I know. It's over now. But let me rephrase. It's not that they couldn't keep up with them. Mm-hmm. It's that you were right. They're not the same level as them. And it just wasn't a match. It wasn't yeah. a match. They're not the same I tier. I th- it, it clicked for me definitely more than like you saw it. 
Um, but like honestly, it's like that whole feud is over yeah, now. Yeah, and it it's right. Be it's least. been a dumb feud too. That's another reason it's I couldn't get so behind dumb. it. Meant nothing. So Nobody cares. Just put the belts on FCR a year later than you should have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They should have done FTR versus Bucks at All Out or whatever. Or whatever it was. What? But... No, dude. They no, what show was it? Double enough? I forget what show it was. It was. Because a year ago at this time, who were the champs? Um... Not the. No. No, the Bucks was the year before that. It was uh, Jurassic Express, I think, right? Yeah. Jurassic Express were the tag champions. No, I'm saying Bucks should have dropped it to FTR instead uh, of... Instead of Swerve? Huh? Instead of Swerve in our glory? Yeah. Bucks should have done it. But, of course, Bucks was like, oh, we're not doing that, and then dropped it to Swerve. I think we could have seen, I mean, peak FTR... And they were now what's like, FTR? They were dying down already a little bit. That was no. You know why they were dying down? Because they like Bucks didn't want to do shit. So they were hopping the tag boats around and the whole tag scene died. Bucks weren't even the champions then. Oh. Uh, yes, they were. Remember when they were gonna do TLC? Oh yeah. The match that I was looking forward to so badly. And then goddamn Jeff Hardy has to be himself and fucking gets arrested. And one, I'm hoping we get to see that one day if Jeff can actually hold up with it. Oh, no. Um, I don't care about that anymore. It would have been cool, but Jeff Hardy had to go ruin it. And so. All right. But finally, FTR is at the rightful place in the Ooh. company again. Oh, so man. So hopefully they can revive the tag division, but I don't know. Yeah, say yeah, no pun intended. Say so, yeah, man. Uh, uh, no yeah. The revival, get I it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so right decision happened here, finally back where they should have been. You know, like they should have never left this spot. This what? they should this this tag title reign. You might FTR, want to rephrase that. No, I get what F, you're trying this, to say. This tag team, this tag title reign FTR is now in should go longer than Roman Reigns's uh huh. world title run. It should go longer than that. Well, that's what I got to say. Oh. The, like people are like loving this show though. I did. I really did not love this show. Um, well, but, it was it was one of the better ones this year. But the thing is, though, that is a very low bar to climb. Which I still think this show in a vacuum is still very mid. But like people are like, oh, ten out of ten show, and right now this has a nine point mm. four one on cage. Oh my god! Yeah. So, oh, boy. very overrated show. Even, like, I guess that does have to do with the recency bias because we're recording this uh, hour and a half after the show ended. But, yeah, overrated show. I think it was pretty mid. But MJF and FTR are the fucking stars of this company. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And can you believe they were part of a stable at one point? 
Oh, yeah. Like, whatever happened to that, you know? Pinnacle, dude, they were epic. That They could have been the next big thing, but nope. Inner circle. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Well, that's all you got. Well, I have some closing remarks as we end the show. But... Go ahead. Okay. And every time it rains, it rains. Muffin from Mindy's. Shooby dooby. Wow. Don't you know each <laughs> Wow. Well, with that being said, thank you all. Thank you all for tuning in once again. I'm here all week. I'm here all week. Oh, my. Thank you all for tuning in to SND Wrestling. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok and find us. On major podcast platforms and YouTube at SNB Wrestling. We are going to try and get our WrestleMania and Raw After Mania reviews out soon. We've we've been super late this week. There's been so much wrestling to catch up on. We've been behind with everything. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But we'll catch up. Yeah, we're we're gonna get there. Trust us. We're gonna get there. Omos Mania, Chow yeah. Rise. Omos Mania till the end. Cody, I think you're forgetting to mention something. Don't you know which cloud contains? It's not that. And it's not... Okay. Are you really forgetting? Am... Oh, wait. Oh, oh, I didn't talk about Jenna Morasco. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I did... Damn. Damn. I couldn't find if a transition on show. If it weren't for me. That would have been. Damn. The streak, I guess, continues. Yep. By technicality, technicality, it continues. By technicality. Damn. Jenna Morasco and her lewd ass entrance. Holy fuck, bro. It's so (laughs) bad. So bad. We're going to review that match eventually. We'll do a little watch. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Time sync with the YouTube video. Yeah, we'll okay. do that. We'll do that as like episode one hundred. We'll do it as a special. Yeah. We'll, we'll do like a three hour breakdown, deep dive into the match. <laughs> Minus five stars. Minus five stars. Well, yeah, We're on episode six. That's right. Only ninety four left to go. Oh yeah. But Cody, leave us off. Muffin from Mindy. Muffin from Mindy. Muffin from Mindy. Muffin from Mindy.